and you are now tuned into another episode of My Skin Is My Sin presents Intellectually Petty Radio. And tonight we have a legend in the building. I want to introduce you to future mayor and comedic genius, Red Grant himself. How you doing, King? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it, Jay. Uh, I'm honored and blessed to be here tonight. So uh, thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's, it's a privilege, bro. Um, D.C., man, like, what is it about D.C. that you love? What is it about D.C.? Well, mm-hmm. it's a place that raised me, birthed me, uh, taught me so much about life. Uh, love, respect, uh, gave me a sense of humor. Hmm. Uh, my family's from here. My friends are from here. My high school, junior high schools, elementaries. <laughs> uh, um, but this is a city that has culture like no other. Uh, we're able to be different than most cities. Our music is different. The way we talk is different. I, I I even think the way we treat people are, are different here in DC. Mm. Uh, just think that, you know, musically, we we had a, you know, culture that like no other. You know, we grew up off of music, uh, go-go music, and we grew up off of live bands and instruments. And I just feel like when you grow up off of live instruments and live bands, it just gives you a different perspective. Uh, we, we're, we're a city like no other, and um, I'm so happy that I'm from this city. I'm so glad that I grew up in this city because it, it made me the person that I am today. That's dope, that's beautiful, man. And having been there before, man. Um, you should come, it, it, you will love it. I, I went to Howard's homecoming like when I was a young man, of course. Right. Um, but man, that's one of the most memorable weekends I've ever had. Well, you know, Howard homecoming is, is something like no other. Um, sometimes people never come back after they come to Howard homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> you wanted the lucky ones. <laughs> you wanted oh, the lucky man. ones. I absolutely thought about it. All right, and 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 I'm kind of like an ADHD type of conversation slash interview person. And your, and your mic is a little low, so I'm, I'm still. All right. trying. Is that how? Is that better? Yes, that's better. All right. Um, and I do apologize if I'm all over the place. Question wise, I got a little ADHD. Um, but you are running for mayor of DC, and and I'm claiming it right now that you will be the next mayor of Washington DC. Don't forget about us, little people. Um, but why? Um, well, I'm running for mayor of Washington, D.C. because I saw the residents here of D.C. being forgotten about. Um, if you look at the organizational D.C. government chart, and at the top of it, it says residents, then it says mayor, then deputy mayor, city council, and all the other things that fall in line with the D.C. government. But the residents so often get forgotten about. And it, it really made me upset. And I, being a businessman, a, a person who spent 90% of my life in production and, and running corporations, I looked at 
what DC government government is, and it's a big corporation, and we need people to run it um, who have experience in you know running oh. corporations, um, so they can allocate funds properly. You know, sometimes people promise a lot of things to the residents of DC, but when they get in office, they don't live up to their promises. Yeah. And they actually just stop trying huh. because they have that position. Um, so when I saw these things happening in my city, I said, you know, it's time to come home and serve and and help the citizens of Washington, D.C. Not only be better, but also come together. I think it's very important for us. This city is very cultural and it's a growing city very progressive and it's a lot of um separate uh separatism here in the city mm. um, and i i just really thank somebody like myself who has been around the world and, and touched many people uh, of all um backgrounds you know this city needs somebody who's gonna bring the city back together so we can live on the same pulse so you know it's very important that, you know, the city um, gets back on track. If you from this city of Washington, D.C., you know, we off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Crime is at its highest in, in years since the 90s. Um, affordable housing isn't affordable anymore. Man. Um, you know, the homeless problem is the we're top four in homelessness. And when you ride past Union Station and you ride past the Capitol, you ride past uh, down Pennsylvania Avenue, Georgia Avenue, and Florida Avenue, and you see uh, so many homeless individuals who are citizens of this city. It is is very sickening. Um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of our homeless brothers and sisters are veterans. You know, a lot of them are young people, mm. and you know. It, 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 it just, you know, it, it's, it sickens me sometimes to see it. Um, you know, we got to have more programs in our city to help our youth, you know, strive for uh, better things. And they took a lot of the programs out of the schools, took a lot of the programs yeah. out of the, um, the neighborhoods and the communities. And it left a gap. And, you know, that gap has really shown itself because of, the rise in crime and, you know, it's no after school programs for our kids to be involved with. Hmm. So it's really a a purposeful situation for me to come back and and serve right now. Is it, has it been difficult transitioning from comedy to politics? Um, And not, not necessarily for you, but, but, but to get other people to buy into that transition. Well, I mean, you know, most people know me as, uh, you know, Red Grant, the comedian. Um, and most people know me as Red Grant, the humanitarian, philanthropist, businessman. Mm. You know, most most comedians that you know are very serious individuals, uh, very uh, intelligent, smart people. Uh, is 
it, it shocks me sometimes too when people think I, I don't want to come back home to better my city. And I, they think, you know, that I, why would I joke about that? And I always, I just, I, you know, sometimes, you know, people are going to be who they are. <laughs> but it's my job as a person in this situation to let people know what type of person I am. You know, mm-hmm. my programs, uh, Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras, is helping so many youth out in this city. Uh, I don't I don't know any other program who's had more attention, mm-hmm. uh, art program who's had more attention than my program has. And we just, you know, sometimes you can't worry about the naysayers. You just got to continue to do it. Yeah, you got to you got to flood toward the people who believe in the, in the movement. And I just, you know, I, I spend less time on worried about who thinks what. And I just continue to just be Rodney Red Grant. And I'm just a, a a smart individual, you know. Ninety percent of my my career was in production. Mm-hmm. I've uh, employed thousands of people. Really? Uh, yeah, thousands of people. Made relationships with Viacom networks such as BET, MTV, Comedy Central, uh, and produced over twenty five shows. And you know, my productions and my sets. When people come on and they they see the work that we put in, you know. So, you know, you know. I think personality comes with everything. I think you need a a, a mayor with personality. I think that's an important thing, you know, and yeah. not just a mayor that's going to do photo ops and and lead the people right there where they stand. So, you know, I'm never going to give up my personality. I'm gonna always have personality. I'm gonna always smile. I'm gonna always. <laughs> try to have a little humor. And I think the city of Washington, D.C. is a big city that has humor. You know, most people who come from here, we have some of the best comedians in the world. It's for a reason, because the people of Washington, D.C. are hilarious and funny individuals. They, we, we got personality <laughs> in this city. So, you know, why wouldn't they want a, a mayor that has some personality, but yet can be super serious and yet understands how to be an executive at the same time? So, yeah, you know, it's only hard to people who, 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 uh, you know, they probably doubt everything that people do anyway. So I don't get involved. <laughs> I, try, I try my best not to get involved with that. You That's know, the God easy to hate people. God's put me on a purposeful journey and I, and I stick to that. I'm not mad at that. Um, what was the first joke you remembered? That I told or that someone else told? Either way. The first joke I remember, God, that's, I think, I think one of my friends had like a, uh, some type of radio Mm -hmm. outside and we were listening to Eddie Murphy. I can remember listening to Eddie Murphy. Um, I was young and it was like a cassette tape and I think it was like Goonie Goo Goo. He was talking about, you know. (laughs) His uncle and his family, and oh, that was delirious. I yeah, yeah, that that bit itself was hilarious. So, I think that's like one of the first jokes I kind of like remember, like a a comedian talking uh-huh. about or telling. Uh, you know, of course, my father and them used to listen to Richard Pryor, but you know that was more their their generation, right? So I was like young, but you know, Eddie Murphy was like some of the f- first jokes I've ever, you know. Uh, took it to my spirit 
And uh, but then I kind of fell in love as I got older. I fell in love with Robert Harris. I fell in love with Sinbad. Uh, Very underrated guy right there. Sinbad. I mean, yes. his yes. his comedy. It, it, the stories that he told was were amazing. Yes. And the way he told them, and not using any curse words at all, you know, like it's just like. It, it was amazing to see. Um, of course, you know, Martin Lawrence Dope. is, you know, is a DC native and he's a, he's a genius when it comes to comedy. But, you know, I would say, I remember telling jokes to my moms though when I was little and really, yeah. Like when my moms and my father got divorced, mm-hmm. I can remember making my mother laugh a lot. Um, mm. I don't know what I was, I don't know what jokes I was telling, but I always remember her like <laughs> laughing really hard at me. And uh, and I used to see her smile. And sometimes when you make a, a young mother smile, that's, you know, going through some things, mm-hmm. uh, it means a lot. So, you know, I, my whole family is funny. I got a funny family. I, and the, the, the timing of, Everybody mm-hmm. in my family is impeccable. It's like, you know, you would, you come to our family reunions or our, our cookouts or our, uh, uh, our Thanksgivings, and it's just a house full of laughter. And I'm always been around that. I've always been around a house full of laughter, even through the painful times. Even when you, when it was like, you know, negativity, it always ended up being some laughter around the house. So, I, I. I I always suggest people just try to laugh your way out of it, you know, no matter what you're going through. And, you know, what's interesting is probably some of the funniest days I've had have been after funerals. You say the funniest days you had what? Have been after funerals. After humor? No, after funerals. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Like me and my cousins get together. Oh, my God. That's like. The most therapeutic shit in the world right there, man. Because, you know, I mean, let's be 100. You know, family members don't want to be in their uh, grave <laughs> looking at y'all be too sad. They, they want a celebration. Yes. You know, I know that's how I would want it. You know, I want people to laugh and celebrate and talk about the good things and the funny things that I did. And, you know, you know, uh, it's it's better that way. Yeah. You get with your family and laugh about some of the memories. And, 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 you know, funerals, a lot of times, is where people come and they ain't seen each other in a long time. Man. So you get a chance to reminisce. Yeah. Like, like black folks will show up to a funeral, but not your graduation. Hey, we got to be that way, man. Let me ask you this. At what point did you decide comedy is what I really want to do for for my life? Uh, when I came home from college and my frat brother was like, uh, you should tell jokes. You funny, man. You, you know, cause I used to rock the houses anywhere we was at. I would just rock it. Mm-hmm. And, but not knowing I was trying to be a, a comedian. I was right. just humorous. Uh, but I can just remember people dying, laughing, like in stitches, <laughs> like falling out. 
And I went on stage at Mr. Henry's in Washington, D.C. for open mic, and I didn't get booed. And I was like, mm, okay, I'm going to try this again. And I didn't get booed. And I tried it again, and I got better. And I tried it again, and I got better. And it went from people just laughing lightly to people laughing heavily. And one of my partners one day was like, man, you got to talk about that stuff you talk about off stage, you know. And once he told me it clicked, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, just talk about all the real things that go on around me. And right when it clicked, I was like, oh, so I, I can remember this starting to get my groove, get my feet up under me. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, uh, found by this uh, young man. I call him a young man at the time, uh, Bob Sumner, who was Russell Simmons' right-hand man. He asked me to come to New Jersey uh, to do the Peppermint Lounge. It was the hardest room in America to do, but if you got through it, they would put you on Def Comedy Gym. And uh, I went up there and I rocked it. And he called me and he was like, you know, I'm gonna put you on TV. That's and dope. I was, I think I might've just turned 20 if I was even 20. So in that same weekend I did the Apollo, uh, I did Apollo first and then I did Def Comedy Gym. And on and on and on. Then I went on to do Teen Summit, and my life kind of changed. And I knew then I was going to quit my job at D.C. Recreation Center, um, <laughs> Department of Recreation. Uh, and once I quit my job at the Department of Recreation, it was all about comedy then. Was it a professional quit, or did you, like, like moonwalk out the door? Say again? I said, did you, did you give them the two weeks, or did you just moonwalk out the door? No, I, what I was doing, I started telling jokes uh, in different cities, and I would always take off on, like, Thursday and Friday, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, my boss kind of got sick of it. She was like, you're missing too many days. And I started looking at my check. I was making $500 a week in comedy, and I was making $350 a week at the recreation center. So, hey. It was an easy, easy let go. It was an I'll easy let go. on that one, man. Yeah. Although I would have quit spectacularly. No, not for 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. you, may, you may have to go back. So you'd have walked out with one, of the, <laughs> with one of the footballs in your hand, threw it across the field, <laughs> shot a basket, <laughs> did a pool shot through the stick. <laughs> then walked out the rack, huh? Absolutely. You know, y'all going to remember me quitting. <laughs> um legacy wise when you hang it up what do you want them to say about you uh i just want them to know and say that you know red grant cared about people um he loved everybody even even people who were were hard on him uh, i want them to know i was a family man a husband a father a son. Um, want them to know that, you know, I really believed in people laughing. Uh, that laughter would, you know, take pain away. Mm -hmm. I believe in our youth. I want them to always just say, man, he, he cared about the youth. He always helped the youth. You know, he always helped the seniors. You know, he had a big heart. Uh, that's all, you know. And I give my last for, you know, out of my pocket uh, to help people. 
I, I, that's what I would want them to know. I respect that. The first time you held your oldest child, what were you thinking? I couldn't hear you. I said the first time you held your oldest child, what were you thinking? Oh, man. The first time I, I held my oldest child, I was a 17-year-old kid. Mm. So I was thinking, oh, man, I got a kid already. <laughs> I've been there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I was so young. I, I was... I was so young. I think when you know that's that's why you know I always tell you know kids you know do not you know because I you know me and my daughter are super close. It's like we grew up together. We were in the car jamming. She grew up as I grew up. You know that's not really a big split if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, and but my daughter Ashley, she she's amazing. She's super talented, super smart. Uh, she's silly. But you know, yet serious. She like me. She she's so much like me. Uh, but I was I, I just said to myself, I got to take care of my kid. That's I can remember being seventeen. Even I went to college and everything, but my focus was always on taking care of her. Um, yeah, she 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 she's special, super special. Your first is always special. Yo, I was so fucking scared, bro. Like I, I I envisioned like prom and her walking her down the aisle. I'm broke. I was 19 at the time. Like, man, I feel you a thousand percent, bro. Um, That's real young. And- I mean, people don't understand. Like, you know, my and I looked at it. My my mother and my father had me at 20 and 21, mm-hmm. right? And that's young. Yeah. But if you take a couple of years off of that, that's young. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, but I only have daughters, so you know, I I can't have sons. I guess that's why I, I take care I of every, all the other kids. I, I take care of all the homies, the little everybody else's son. They I call them my nephew or my godson, or because you know I adopt everybody else's son. Yeah, I I got three girls myself. That... Hey, it's it's a it's a good time when you you know when you can have girls because they're going to take care of you more than the boys going to take care of you. Oh my God. Yes. Cause, you know, everybody, man. you know, wants sons, but sons, they, once they leave, they gone. They, they, they had their own family. Yeah. They out. The daughters though, them daughters, the daughters are something special. I, I, I ride for the, the daughters of the, oh, and man. women of the world. Well, they, they, they super special. Oh. So, yeah, that, that, that's a special thing. All my kids are super smart, super intelligent. And I just feel like uh, I'm, I'm truly blessed to be in their lives. They make me a better person. They see, they show me how the youth is really the future. That's dope. Um, and you brought up your uh, your program, the, the Shoot Guns. I mean, don't shoot guns, shoot cameras. Um, if I wanted to help you out with that, how could I do that? Um, if you want to help me out with Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras, because we do, we are uh, a program that, you know, all our funding comes from individuals helping us out. Uh, you would go to Don't Shoot Guns, Shoot Cameras dot com or uh, DSGSC dot uh, org and just donate, you know, donate as much as you could donate 
Um, these kids really need uh, this program. Uh, we teach these kids how to, you know, shoot their own films. They write the scripts. They shoot the scripts. They edit the scripts. Uh, and their creativity is amazing. Uh, we started the program two summers ago in Washington, D.C., in War 8. And since then, we expounded expanded the program to uh, Los Angeles also. So last summer, we did D.C. and Los Angeles. And we wrote, the students wrote about gentrification mm -hmm. uh, last year, and they, they wrote about social media. And, the, you know, we're about to do the screening for those uh, uh, those two scripts and those two movies that we, they just finished. So, you know, I'm just, I'm proud of these these students. You know, but they because they're able to actually go deep into their their their, their spirit and their creativity and show the world that even when you look down on us, we can be better than how you look at us. You know, a lot of these kids are from you know high risk areas. Um, they go through a lot, and when they're on set, you know they only thinking about shooting these movies. And I know we're gonna have some of the Spike Lees of the future. I know we're gonna have some of the Quentin Tarantinos of the future. Um, you know, that's the Issa Rays of the future, uh, right in our program. Mm. So we're, we're super excited to continue to push our kids. You know, it's an SEL program. And they learn a lot about self-awareness and, you know, just being able to uh, control their emotions and things like that. Sometimes they don't get a chance to uh, be taught. So we, we try yeah. to dive into not only showing them how to, you know, shoot movies, but also how to live beautifully in this society that we live in. Man, a lot of us could use some emotional training, myself included. Yeah, I, I definitely needed it. Uh, yeah, you know my mom, my my father used to always tell me, you know, Buck, don't don't uh, you know, you need to control your emotions. And I think a lot of us don't understand what that really means because once we're in our emotions, you know, we go to different places. Yeah, but if you can teach a kid how to control their emotions and be able to walk away from situations and be able to take a different road instead of uh, you know, acting out. Uh, off the emotional part and you have done 90% of the work so you know, we, we push for that and especially that self-awareness just being self-confident about who you are as a person yeah. uh, that takes you a long way being oh, able to God. conduct yourself in any situation you know I'm so glad that uh, I'm able to teach that because you know some of my early upbringing, I didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. And as I grew and got more culture, I started seeing, you know, how my behavior is, uh, has to be um, not only checked, but also um, we have to live to a certain standard of behavior. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, sometimes we get looked at, you know, a little differently. <laughs> A lot of times. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. But man, we we got people like you to 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 point towards. Man. 
So I, I'm true. I, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you. So, um, you know, uh, uh, you're welcome. But you know, I was taught these things. Uh, so I thank my mentors. I thank the people that really gave me uh, uh, guidance, proper guidance. And I always tell people, you know, we we can't forget about guiding our kids and our youth to the future. They want us to help. You can't look at them and be like, well, they don't want our help. They don't want our help. Yes, they do. They actually want our help. You know, they want people who love them. They want people to care about them. They want people to to say they are um, truly the bomb. They want people to pump them up and, and you know, they want to look up to people, you know, and they want to respect people. So, you know, that's why, you know, my whole campaign is basically, you know, love, care, and respect. That's mm -hmm. when people ask me about my platform, that's the first thing I tell them is love, care, and respect first and foremost, foremost before we go into public safety, before we go into affordable housing, you know, I want you to understand that we have to love, care, and respect one another again. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the change. You know, I'm not a politician. I'm a humanitarian. So I try to live my life on those bases at all times, even as I'm running for mayor of Washington, D.C. I respect that completely. Um, damn, and I had a question in my head. And it's just, I, I was looking at the, uh, I'm trying to make sure I stick to this, the basic questions that i had outlined. no you can you can ask me questions <laughs> oh okay well um you win next year the first 90 days what's the first five things you do um well the first first thing we have to do is start implementing programs immediately reach out to our city um it's over 50 violent prevention programs in our city and probably only five get uh, funding. Mm -hmm. um, I think all of them should get funding so we can, you know, immediately douse down our public safety issues okay. immediately, you know, because you need people who can really go into uh, our neighborhoods and really talk to individuals directly. Uh, we have to immediately put programs that's in place for the youth. Mm -hmm. um, we got to bring back programs for our seniors immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to go and make our city uh, homeless situation, our homeless problem. Uh, we got to get a, get a control of it immediately. Is that really fixable? Oh, it is fixable. You know, if you can build, a hundred new skyscrapers. You don't think you can build uh, housing for that's affordable? Yeah, it could be done. You can, you definitely can be done. But the, what's the incentive? The incentive is, you know, you got to find. It's a lot of developers out here, and they don't get a lot of credit. Who really care? Who mm -hmm. really want to uh, build affordable housing? They don't get the contracts. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the truth, you know. Okay. And you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about that because you know, a lot of people get paid off to shut up. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Facts. you know, <laughs> we all know the drill, bro. Yeah, but that's I mean that's the truth. Yeah. So we have to tap into 
you know, contractors and developers who really want to make this city affordable for a diverse middle class. It's a real middle class out here. The people really go to work early in the morning, every day, work hard every day, make a good check, make a yeah. good check and can't yeah. afford to live here. Facts. That has to change immediately. First 90 days. And, you know, we have uh, a problem with, you know, and a lot of people don't talk about this because, you know, it, it has, again, to do with finances. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's so many people in this city that don't even have their license, can't even have a license because they have so many tickets and so many because we got cameras everywhere in this city. Um, and now they can't get to work or they can't uh, support their family or, you know, these things have affected our city. So and we get a hundred million dollars a year off of uh, camera tickets. You know, we, we have to use that hundred million for, you know, our graduating seniors. The whole hundred should go on graduating seniors who want to go to school. A hundred million on traffic cameras. Yeah. We do a hundred million dollars a year on traffic cameras. This city has an $18.3 billion budget. I mean, right now, a surplus of $18.3 billion. And you saying we can't help homeless? You saying that we can't have affordable housing? You know, I said to you, yes, we can. We can have it. And we have to just allocate the funds properly, immediately. You know, it's money be being missing all through this city. And we got to get a grip on it immediately. Um, I'm not. Even, I'm trying to figure out in my mind what what a city would need an 18 billion dollar surplus for. <laughs> my mind is. You ask me why am I running? My mind has to think about that every day. And then you you look at certain wars. <clears throat> excuse me, in our city, and they don't get any funding. You know, especially when it comes to arts and humanities, no funding for this youth. You know, most of the money goes to uh other parts of the city but the, the the kids that really need the funding and all kids need it don't get me wrong all kids need funding yeah but it's some kids that really really need the funding um the you know and if when you look at the arts and humanity situation um where the money the most of the money goes is less crime higher graduation rates you know so these things have to be addressed immediately like you can't wait this thing this has to be addressed on day one forget 90 days day one we got to have meetings immediately about the things that we have to be fixed immediately hell 18 billion dollars is tuition to a, a washington dc college for everybody basically like, like wow i've never really thought about the finances of big cities because it ain't my quote unquote job but damn bro i <laughs> lord okay so <laughs> i live in cleveland and <laughs> the the relationship between the police and the people is ass it got worse after tamir rice but it wasn't pretty before then either right how you fix that in dc or is that like an issue in dc i'm not sure i mean it's it's definitely uh, i got a bark, i got a barking dog Excuse me. Oh, man. It's okay. Um, 
Hold on a second. You cannot see what's under this. I'm on, I'm, on a, I'm on a Zoom. This is my beautiful family, guys. I'm on a Zoom. How you doing? This is hey. my life is what's real. Going on? This is my basketball star <laughs> and super uh, A A's and B student. That's what's uh, up, Peyton. Congratulations. Thank you, Peyton. Nice what to meet you. I got, I got hit in the head with a, with a football. She got it hit burned. in the head with me. Is it? It burned. Oh wow! You gotta get um peroxide on that immediately. Yeah. All right. You gotta do that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Aloe vera too. That'll help. Aloe vera. She needs peroxide on that yeah. immediately. <laughs> uh, this is a real girl. interview, guys. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, can you stop making up? Uh, I'm so sorry. Sorry for what, bro? You got a life. I do. I do. <laughs> it, it's happening. Like I think that's dope. Hey, <laughs> you you would be you know how many kids would run from doing anything with their parents publicly? <laughs> that's beautiful, bro. That's I think a testament so too. to your job, to what you've done. So shout um, out to you. I, I I I love that they they love me. You know, they don't run. Yeah, it's dope. You know, I went to the bar for the first time with one of my kids. Uh, was it last? You, year? And you gotta talk up because I'm, I'm oh, so sorry. I'm sorry. I went to the bar with one of my daughters for the first time last year. Yeah, thought it was gonna be awkward. You know, but we're adults. She's grown. I said, you know what? Let's go hang out. Thoroughly enjoyed my daughter just as a person. Not that I didn't before, but that was like the first time as adults we kind of meeting at the same level. It, it, just, it's special, ain't it? Man, just thoroughly, I was proud of me and her. Like, I helped you get here, but wow, you really did a really great job. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you, makes you smile hard, right? Oh, my God. It, one of one of my best moments, to be quite honest, something as simple as that. Man, uh, it, it it's always the simple things that make you smile the hardest, especially about your kids. Yeah, um, it, it it just makes you smile hard. So, and then I gotta uh, probably get some peroxide, some aloe vera, <laughs> and go to work tonight. <laughs> you know, not just a mayoral candidate, <laughs> but now I gotta be at a doctor <laughs> and get hey. that tender loving care. People need to want to go have a beer with you and feel like you can run the city too. I agree. I agree. If that moment doesn't encapsulate that, man, then something is wrong with Washington, D.C. Hmm. Well, you know, it's all about us being human. You know? Facts. And not not just uh, political, but just being human and, and knowing that people who are human can you know, do great things. Okay, I got like 10 minutes left. Who's the GOAT of comedy? The GOAT of comedy to me is, and this is my personal opinion, um, it's Mr. Cat Williams. Really? Yeah. He's what, the GOAT. what makes you say Cat? Well, he's an Ohio boy first. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Cat just uh you know, I've been touring with Cat for a long time and I've never been that close to a person that is truly a genius when it comes to stand up comedy. 
um, and to go through so much uh, ridicule unnecessarily uh, and still be a great person. I look at that as GOAT actions. You know, everybody want to call themselves the GOAT, but your actions got to speak, you know, with your GOATism. Uh, he's had more specials on TV than most of these guys. He's been in more movies than most of them. He has had more tours, 100 city tours. He don't just do a tour. He, he do a 100 city tour and sell out arenas after arenas after arenas. And he's always, always creating new material, creating new things and new ways and staying uh, relevant in the times that we live in. So to me, he's the GOAT. Hmm. I can't, I, I say Dave Chappelle, but I can't really be mad at that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, Dave, Dave's a GOAT too. He's, he, you know, he's a GOAT for real too. I mean, but you asking me the number one to me, you know, I say Cat, and then you know, Dave's definitely a number one too. Goat, he from my city, so he's a, he's a goat. With the, it's a lot of goats out here, man. You know, when you say a goat, now it ain't just one goat. Ah. It's, it's a lot of goats out here, so you know, Dave Chappelle is a goat. Cat's a goat. Shoot, Rich is a goat. Uh, Eddie Murphy's a goat. Shucks. Robin Harris is a goat. It's some young goats out here that people not even talk about. I'm a goat. And bad. <laughs> 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 I mean, I gotta say the goat that I live in. <laughs> Yo, I, there was a guy, and I think he OD'd. Rest in peace to him. But this white dude named Mitch Headburn. I think that was his name. I'm sitting up watching TV maybe 15 years ago uh, with my brother and my ex. Mm -hmm. And this cat comes on a special on Comedy Central and may have like, and I kind of researched him after this when he wasn't always that funny. But on this particular one, this guy was so in his bag, it was ridiculous. What would you say was the best stand-up routine you've seen just one? The best stand-up routine I've ever seen. Just one. Oh man, that's that's a hard one too. I would I would say uh I would say Cass when he first did uh HBO when he had the dish right here, this right here, that that was one of the best. I also would say um when I did American Hustle, I think mm. my uh, my set was amazing because I, I look back at my own stuff. That uh -huh. Shaq All-Star was amazing. Boogie Cousins Comedy Slam that I did recently for Amazon was amazing. But, and you know, you know, definitely if you go, go back and look at Eddie Murphy's 
but you know, stand up, you just like, oh man, he he killed him in in that day. Chris Rock, Chris Black, Rock, bigger and blacker. Right. Uh, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's so much, you know, like comedy in America right now, and 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 over the years has matriculated into uh, a a culture base, and you can remember where you were at. Yeah when that happened yeah and it got you through those moments in time you know you were able to laugh in those moments no matter what was going on so you know it's just it's so much comedy out there man that you can just choose from and i always tell people don't don't just get caught up in one one brand of comedy go and look at it all you know you know, tapping to all comedians, you know, black, yeah. white, Asian, yeah. Spanish. Because George African. Carlin is up there. Oh, George Carlin, he was a monster. That dude was, <laughs> man. He was a monster. Was and and his, his comedy didn't get the credit that it deserved no, until it after he was gone. Really. Facts. Yeah. You know, then you look back at it, you was like, oh, he was living on the edge, edge. Patrice he O'Neal, was talking the, that same, talk. Patrice O'Neal the same way. Yes. Yes. You know? Corey so, Holcomb is dope too. Say again. Corey Holcomb is dope too. Oh, Corey is super dope. Corey yeah. D Ray. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of guys out there. You know, DC Young Fly is good. Um, Carlos Miller is good. Chico Bean. I mean, I can go on and on. Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Bruce is funny. There's so many great comedians out here that that are my friends too. So, you know, I I got a lot of great friends in this comedy business is everybody equally as funny off the stage well I, i'm telling you comedians off stage are, are, are different man you know you got comedians who all they do is act you know act up off stage but for the most part comedians are real chill off stage really super chill but I, I can't say mark curry is probably one of the funniest i've you know i've been you know around Mark Curry, like he's on tour with us on this World War Three tour, mm. and he's he's destroying. Lunell is destroying. She's a she's the original she's bad girl of comedy. She, yeah, you know, she's funny, funny. She's super funny. Um, on, uh, Corey Zuman Miller, he's he's super funny. Uh, There's a lot of you know funny people out here. That's dope. How many cities y'all doing? We're doing fifty. That's phenomenal, right there. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to contact you, they want to get some information for the campaign, how they do that? Um, they want to contact me is many different ways. Uh, you can go to redgrant.com. Uh, all my social media platforms are on there. You can just go to your Instagram head, go to red grant. If you're a uh, Facebook head, you go to red grant. If you're a Twitter head, you go to red grant laughs. Um, my campaign, you can go to grant grant for mayor and that's the number four mayor or you can just go to grant for mayor dc.com um you want to get involved with the campaign you can donate you can volunteer and you can register to vote we re we're trying to register over uh, fifty thousand new voters in washington dc so if you don't know how to register you can go right on my site and it's very easy to register to vote on grant uh, for mayor dc.com so that's dope. 
Uh, yeah, they, you know, I'm easy to, to, to find. Uh, most people <laughs> who hit me on, on the gram, um, they be like, I know he ain't gonna hit me back, but I hit everybody back. You do, so, yeah. So if you if you go on Instagram, you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back. Uh, that's just, I, I love uh, conversing with people. I love talking with people. So I always tell people get involved. You know, follow me on the gram immediately. Red Grant R E D G R A N T, and um, shoot me a, a DM, and I I hit you back. And and, and that's sad because I have like twelve followers. And I'll ignore your shit. Well, I'm gonna I'm make it 13. I'm gonna I'm follow you right now. I'll make it 13 for you. <laughs> anyway, man, um, I want to say thank you. It has been an honor, King. Um, if there's anything I can ever do for you in the future, please don't hesitate to let me know. And shout out to Antia. Um, she's very professional, very dope, and very helpful. Um, man, and, and and I'm praying for you and your family, man. And, no and the peroxide and the, and the olive oil. Got to get. Oh, I'm gonna get the peroxide right now, and yeah. I'm gonna help my wife eat these crabs that she over there cracking. Oh, that's down delicious. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, y'all enjoy your day, man, and um, tell your family I said thank you for loaning you, you to me just for a little bit. Um, and enjoy your day, man. All right, thank you, brother. Oh no, doc. Peace. All right, so uh, that was pretty dope. I'm about to get out of here. Don't forget um, to subscribe to the channel. Uh, my skin is my sin, intellectually petty radio. I'm not sure why I have to yell today, but I will get it fixed. Uh, anyway, Red Grant was dope. Um, if you got any questions, concerns, you can email me at jobstown12345 at yahoo.com. Make sure you get out and vote if you live in the D.C. area next year for Red Grant for mayor. Um, support that brother in all his endeavors. And go check out World War III. Uh, the comedy tour is hitting 50 cities. Peace. I am Jobs, and I am out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.